hello and welcome to another episode of Talking Bollocks with me, your host, Howard H. Smith. That's right, I am your host. I am every week. That is how Talking Bollocks works. It's my podcast. Hello, nice to meet you. So, um, I am Howard H. Smith. I am lead singer with UK Thrash Band Acid Rain. I am also a comedian. I perform comedy as the character Keith Black. I also present The Motorcast, the official Motorhead podcast. And if you want to subscribe to that, nip yourselves over to imotorhead.com. If you'd like to subscribe to Talking Bollocks, why haven't you already? Then you just need to press the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this. There's got to be a subscribe button in there somewhere. Click it and that'll make sure that you get these. Wow, it's good to be back. It is great to be back. It is lovely again to be in your ears. It really is. Um, and um, a real fantastic reception for the 100th episode with Suzanne Vega. And here we are, 101. We've got Max and Son Eagle. So, yeah, keeping the guest quality incredibly high. Probably going to go off a cliff very soon. But that's, look, you know how it goes. We get huge guests. I say we, I mean I, get huge guests, get smaller guests. I mean, not so long ago, I had Blurred, had, um, uh, Blurred Reality on, who, whose first ever EP wasn't even out yet. And then we've got Suzanne Vega and Max Cavallera, both incredibly well-known deep into their careers. So you get everything with your Talking Bollocks podcast. That's what I'm trying to say, okay? Do you get me? Yeah, bruv. Okay, so let's have a look at what's been going on in the world of metal this month since last we spoke. Well, how's this for a nice corporate way of starting? Metallica sues insurer over losses from postponed South American tour during COVID-19. Sorry about the alarm in the background. That's to remind me that I have got a dental appointment in half an hour. Yeah, isn't that nice? Yeah, so while you're listening to the interview with Max and Igor... I'll be getting my head drilled. So, you know, just think about that. Feel for me. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, the, the lawsuit uh, stems from the cancellation of Metallica's six-state tour of South America in April 2020. And who are they talking to court? That's right, it is Lloyds of London. This is not the first time Lloyds of London has been involved in a lawsuit related to cancellation of major rock concerts. Back in 2016, Foo Fighters settled their law, uh, their lawsuit against the world-famous 335-year-old insurance market on claims related to several shows scrapped during the band's 2015 world tour. Well, there you go. Lloyds of London been around 335 years. That is not the bank. It is the insurance company. Okay, um, but even so, it is just like that is the world that we live in at the moment. But you know what? I am really enjoying reading a story about an insurance company getting battered for not paying out. Now, I know this is a bunch of millionaires, Metallica, but by the way, everybody who works for them, not millionaires. All those people who's, who's, you know, work from touring in South America disappeared, they need to be recompensed. You know, they need, they need to be um, uh, reimbursed for their losses. And that's what an insurance company does. And what a surprise, they're getting taken to court by Metallica. Good for them. That's what I say. Good for them. Has any, is anybody here, anyone listening to this thinking, oh, poor insurance company. I do feel for insurance companies. Oh, they are such lovely people. Unless, of course, 
You make a claim, and then they turn into a set of fucking nitpicking wankers who go through your life with a fucking pair of tweezers looking for a way to not pay out whatever it is. I remember having a car crash once, right? And my car was worth, at the time, about 700 quid. And the first offer from the insurance company was 250 quid and I provided receipts showing that the stereo in the car was worth 150 quid so they were basically offering me 100 quid for my fucking car which was clearly worth more than that so eventually after much arguing and then me writing them a letter saying I was going to take them to the insurance ombudsman I got a phone call the following day when that letter arrived this tells you how long ago this was right I got a phone call the following morning about 9.30. Hello, Mr. Smith, um, area manager from so-and-so insurance company. I don't remember the name. Yes, how can I help? Mr. Um, I've just got your letter. Yeah. What, what, what would you like for your car? I said, well, you know, I've, I've kept saying £750. And he goes, OK, that seems reasonable. We'll get a check to our, we'll get a check out to you straight away. And I got a check the following day for the full amount. And if that is not a fucking tangent from talking about Metallica um, t- taking Lloyds of London to court for their postponed South American tour, I don't know what is. There you go. That is just a little, tiny little, um, tiny little view into how my brain works, or doesn't, as the case may be. Now. It would appear that Machine Head, or rather, let's face it, Rob Flynn, um, there is no band called Machine Head, there is just Rob Flynn and friends, and sometimes not even friends, um, has released another EP. Um, Arrows in Words from the Sky, um, which is a three-track single. Now, can I just say, right from the off, am I the only person who has a problem with the phrase Arrows in Words from the Sky? It's, it just doesn't scan. Arrows in words from the sky. They're, right, basically, for a start, words don't have arrows in them. I mean, I get what he's doing. I get what he's saying. Yeah, I get what he's implying. He's implying some sort of malice that can be contained in words, and he's turned that into a physical object like an arrow. Brilliant. Arrows, arrows in words from the sky. It looks wrong, and it sounds wrong. It's just, I don't, you know, spiky words. How about that? <laughs> spike <laughs> arrows and words from the sky. Spiky words. That's how it's. That's how it's dumbed down version of it. Um, fucking hell. That is. That is. I do apologise. That is shit. But arrows and words from the sky. It's annoying. It's 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 like it's like you know designing the eyes, <laughs> designing the eyes on the uh, uh, designing the eyes on the face of the hologram of your husband or whatever phrase it was that I came up with back then when I was gibbering on about Ronnie Dio and the um, and the hologram. Anyway, redesigning the eyes on a holocraft of your husband's face. Yeah. Any, again, more tangents. I don't know what's fucking wrong with me. I do ADHD. But anyway, arrows and words from the sky. Arrows in words from the sky. No matter how many times you say it, it doesn't sound any more kind of real. And the first comment underneath it is brilliant. It just says, the first the first song after you get past the cheese ball clean vocals, um, the middle part is nice. And it's literally, it is literally, there's three songs and it's like, you know, put them together, make one good one. That's kind of how it feels. There's a picture of the new Machine Head lineup, although nobody is mentioned, it's just a picture. So I, you know, 
I, I don't know who these people are, um, but there you go. Uh, I'm actually reading. I'm making sure of it. Yeah, I don't know who they are, but they've all they've all clearly received the "you must wear your battle jacket to the photo session" email memo whatever it it just looks a bit contrived to me but anyway and i've listened to the songs and it's it's more it's just more of the same it's more of um yeah it's more from the mind of rob flynn and i don't think there's a great deal left to be honest so let's move the fuck on shall we now um next up very simple post cory taylor i really wish that people would think before they tweet or post on social media and can i just say Corey, I couldn't agree more. What a sensible thing to say. Let's move on. That's all there is to it. Next up, bandmate. Bandmate of Corey Taylor is Clown, or as he likes to call himself, um, co-founder. That's what he seems to get. That's what he is now. And he's been releasing free solo singles. I mean, if he charged for them, there would be a fucking outcry. But anyway, leaving that aside, right? Um, M. Sean Cram, also known as Clown, has just released another solo song, Brainwash Love, Feed the Worms Birds. Like the two previously retracts, uh, tracks, um, Brainwash, Love, Bra- Brainwash Love, Death Inside, and Live Your Life, Brainwash Love, Feed the Worms Birds, brings together ambient electronic soundscapes that are a far cry from most of Slipknot musical output. But... They are a far cry from that, but they are a very close uh, cry to anything you would hear in your standard supermarket or lift. I mean, never, never has anyone managed to parlay so little talent into such a big say in a big band. I mean, for those of you that are aware of a UK band called the Happy Mondays, yeah, Sean M. Crayon is nothing more than Bez. He is just a, he's, he's just a, 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 just a dance, well, he's not even a dancing fool at this cage, he's just a hitting things fool. Um, and uh, Graham is not only the co-founder, percussionist, production designer and artistic visionary of Slipknot, one of the world's biggest metal bands. He is a multifaceted musician. And then it's, it says, brackets, dirty little, little, dirty little rabbits, to my surprise, the black dots of metal. A painter and a photographer whose work has been exhibited in gla- galleries globally and published in, a tw- in 2012 the book The Apocalyptic Nightmare Journey. A director and a videographer, having d- directed a string of Hollywood music videos for music artists, including Slipknot, don't know how I managed to get that job, Motionless in White, Hollywood Undead, all featuring ex-Slipknot members. Officer Down and Slipknot's own Day of the Guano and Pollution movies. Again, don't know how he managed to do that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a bloated, self-reverential um, uh, list of achievements there. It's and it's just it's a bit it's a, it's over the fucking top. It really is. And you know what's coming? The songs are shit. I mean, I mean, they're not even songs. They are, to be fair. They are described as ambient soundscapes. Now, 
frankly, that is not a song. That is more likely something you're going to listen to um, watching a movie. It's more of a movie soundtrack than songs. So I'm not giving the guy any credit for writing songs because there are no songs on here. There are no song structures. So therefore, it is just ambient bollocks. So if you want three songs of ambient bollocks to put on in the background while you fucking shampoo your poodle, well, for one of a better expression, then this is the shit to get. Or just get some other shit. Right. Um, two classic bands. And um, now we have sort of four things don't we because we've got we've got skid row and we've got seb back skid row and we've got judas priest and now we've got guitarist kk downing struggled long and hard with the name of his new band but luckily they settled on kk's priest I mean, seriously, if you are going to lead with this subject, if you're going to lead with the title, right, that you struggled long and hard with the name of your band, and then what you came up with was your initials and half of the band's name that you used to be in, well, put those together. I mean, that is not struggling long and hard, is it? Or did you struggle long and hard to come back to the very first idea you had, which was, uh, yeah, what about KK's priest, lads? I mean, you know, I'm KK Downing. It's not priest anymore. But what do you reckon, lads? Shall we do KK's priest? Shall we? Hands up. Tim, just stop singing fucking falsetto for a minute. All right, come over here and be in the gang. Be in the vote, right? What are we voting for? First of all, let's find out who's in the band, shall we? Right, so there's me, KK, right? And then there's you, Tim Ripper Owens. And then there's you, guitarist AJ Mills, firmly of Hostile. There's bassist Tony Newton from Voodoo 6. And drummer Sean Elg, Death Riders and Cage. So lads, what I'm thinking of, right? I've got some ideas for the name of the band. I want to see what you think, all right? Here we go. Here's the first one. Judas KK. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not sold on that either, frankly, because I don't come out of it looking very well, do I? Essentially, it's calling me a Judas, eh? Should we drop that? In fact, forget I even said that. That's not an option, right? Forget that. Okay. Here we go. Next up, Defenders of the KK. No? Fair enough, I'll get you, I'll get you, all right, and here's my third one, and I think this is a killer, I've struggled long and hard with this one, hey, how do you fancy, right, KK's Priest, KK's Priest, let's vote, right, it's unanimous, KK's Priest it is, results, for everybody in the band, uh, just not us, there you go, I mean, you know, he's saying that the next album's going to be a lot more collaborative well it's taken 10 years to get this one out so I, I don't know exactly um, uh, you know if we're going to see another album I'm sure we will I'm sure we will it's all good isn't it I have to say KK's Priest's album title Sermon of the Sinner uh, Sermons of the Sinner yeah it's alright digging the cover when it comes to metal covers that cover is pretty fucking kick-ass man so finally I read these two headlines days apart and it just made me smile. I hope you're listening, Godless, because you owe me money. Um, Skid Row to perform entire Slave to the Grind album at California concert next month. Ex-Skid Row singer Sebastian Bach's Slave to the Grind 30th anniversary US tour to kick off in October. So Skid Row are playing the album in full um, uh, on July the 11th. 
Um, but full on, Seb is actually gonna tour the motherfucker. He is touring the album. So fair enough. And I have to say, seriously, guys, anyone here who remembers like Skid Row as just being a bit of a like, you know, a, a, a sort of nearly a hairband or anything like that, go back and listen to say, Slaves to the Grind. It stands you. Honestly, it stands up. There are some good songs on that. I mean, Riot Act and, I mean, seriously, some good songs on that. Anyway, that's really the story. They're all knocking it out at the same time, the poor bastards. Eh? They're just going to cannibalise their own market, but eh? that's the way of life. Anyway, look, that's enough for me. Jibber jabber, jibber jabber, jibber jabber. Fuck all that. It's now time to chat to Max and Igor. Now, if you want to see the actual conversation that comes up now, switch the podcast off, go to the YouTube channel for um, Talking Bollocks, and you'll be able to watch our um, whole uh, Zoom chat there, right? Now, there is a link in the podcast, you'll be able to click on that, and that'll take you to the video, and that pick, and basically this interview is going to pick up from um, where we started, so the only point of listening to the podcast is just me ranting on and on, but if you'd like to listen to the interview as well, as opposed to watch it, well, that's coming up right now. How you doing? Good, good. Um, uh, so, look, um, hi, uh, my name's Howard. I used to sing in Acid Rain, UK thrash band. Um, then I was a stand-up comedian for 25 years. I and- know oh. you, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you re- we've, you been, we've been around the block. We've been around the block. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of putting it, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Good to see you, man. Yeah, and you, dude. It's been um, it's been quite a while. I mean, you know, the world was normal last time I saw you. Um, and yeah, quite a lot's gone, quite a lot's gone wrong since then. Right. Yeah. But you know, I'm very happy to be here. Uh, is is Igor with us too? Is he going to be? Doing um, this? I was expecting him. Yeah. Okay. Fingers uh, okay. crossed. Let's see, some, let's see if somebody can reach out to him. Oh, yeah, he's coming. He's coming. Okay, cool. Here he comes. Okay, so. Uh, we've got that horrible moment now where he's... Hey! Great. All right, we're all in here. We're all yeah. in here. <laughs> cool, guys. Look, um, thank you. What's up, Igor? <laughs> How's it going? How's it going, everyone? How, how, rude yeah. of me. how rude of me getting in between father and son, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. No, no, no class, no class. I do apologize. <laughs> no, no, you're okay. <laughs> cool, man. Well, look, it's it's um it's great to see you both, and um and it's great to have this this surprise um record that you know it just it just came from out of nowhere. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know why I should be surprised that it, you know, and uh, uh, another Max project is coming out. Um, you are the king of uh, collaboration, um, but this is beyond collaboration, isn't it? I mean, this is like you know, this is two members of the same family. So, I mean, I know Max, you've you, you've worked with members of your own family nearly all your life musically. Is this the closest the two of you have worked together before? Igor, take that one. <laughs> you want me to take it? All right. Yeah, no, uh, I think it is, personally. Uh, you know, I've had the chance to, uh, to to jam with my dad before. I did bass with Soulfly. Of course. Um, yeah. I've, done, I've, done some, I've done some guest vocals on Soulfly records and stuff like that. Yeah. Nail bomb. Um, but, yeah, all the way as far back. Well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> really? No, it's true. Yeah. You know, not the recording. I did the live nail bomb. Ah, right. Okay, um, cool. 
But uh, you know what is it? You uh, you're in your you know, mom's yeah, this... stomach during nail bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's you're, true. So you're I, I literally in the room watching the video, watching the show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, but no, this is definitely the first time we uh, we just started from scratch. You know, start started from from nothing um, and built something out of it. You know, uh, so it was cool. You know, it was it was amazing to uh, get to do something like that. Uh, I think it's a one of a kind. Uh, father-son uh, album that hasn't been done before you know <laughs> uh, I, I would completely and totally agree with that yeah um, I, I don't think anyone's I don't think there's any father and son team we've got close to it though um, <laughs> and it's funny it's funny we, sh we should mention Nailbum because right from the off you know I'm look I'm you know I'm same age if not older than the new Max and um, you know to me as soon as I heard it I was like this reminds me of Nailbum <laughs> you know like like updated just that you know that total right okay whatever it is just get it down kind of vibe i i think as the the intensity and uh for sure the uh fuck you all attitude that no the nail bomb had it you know it was like uh shooting <laughs> shooting at all directions you know um of course igor was do did the live version of nail bomb so we, we really click on that area he was doing all alex's vocals um but this was way much much beyond that i think we you know i love the whole process uh, uh, in, in fact i think the writing and hanging out with igor was the most fun uh, i had in a long time you know i joke about some father and son has project like building legos or <laughs> or, or going camping or or playing fishing or yeah. go fishing <laughs> you know we made a metal record you know um but it was it was it was fun it was like the whole process was really it's, it saved me because i was going nuts with the fucking you know the the zombie apocalypse you know so it was like <laughs> I, I need to be saved and the, the go ahead and die is uh, like my savior and um, and what is uh, uh, yeah and what a <laughs> yeah what a time to find you know music is your savior again um, right yeah it, and it, it, it it's there man it's there you know you know it was it was a you know let ego he can probably talk more about the the process of the writing but um it was it was a lot i had really fully really enjoy look forward to go there and jam it was it was an amazing record to make from start to finish because from thin air there was nothing there you know and we built this whole crazy protest riot you know anarchy metal punk uh, nostalgic caveman metal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's not going to fit on the sticker, Max. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's for the inner notes. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the whole cover. The liner. That's the whole cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just all that. Just put it in the back of the shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Extra, extra large. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I when I was reading about how you guys put this together as well, I was I was kind of like, yeah, man, there's a book in here, you know. There's like, <laughs> there, there's uh, and uh, uh, is there any video? Did you did you capture much video of like you know the making of or the writing of, or was it one of those things where it's like, do you know what? Let's just focus on the music, you know. We don't need to be kind of documenting this. Let's just focus on the music. Uh, we we focused really hard for sure. Uh, but there is footage. Um, a couple of times uh, I'd have my wife come in and she'd take some photos. She has a GoPro and stuff like that. So um, she'd take footage. Uh, my, 
my mom, you know, Max's wife would come in and film as well. Um, we did some in the studio footage and stuff like that. So there is a, there is some type of chronological like documentation to it, but um, not a ton, you know, it wasn't every day we were filming and uh, doing that. We, we maybe uh, most days, actually, I think we'd wrap up and then uh, towards the end, come in and, and get some stuff of, of what we kind of cooked up that day. Um, like, I think they even shared uh, like there's one of a demo of El Cuco and a demo of Roadkill. Um, which are songs from the album. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it, it, there was some documented uh, documentation, but we definitely focused as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it just, it, it, it comes across, it came across a little bit like um, uh, evil dead, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. Cabin and, you know, and the cabin and like summoning up the demons of metal, you know? <laughs> totally. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it, you know. I never, I never thought it like that, but um, you know that that bang, bungalow studio. It was like a hundred and ten, like almost like forty-five degrees um, <laughs> during the day jamming, you know. So we were like pouring sweat, angry, caveman <laughs> <laughs> yeah. riffs coming from everywhere, you know. Yeah, um, from every pore. Uh, <laughs> from every pore, there's like <laughs> we we were like me and you, like two caveman discovering fire for the first time fire <laughs> yes fire you know yeah. summoning but i like that i like the evil dead uh, uh, uh analogy whatever it's called it yeah yeah um yeah. It's, it feels like a cabin in the woods but it was in the desert you know so yeah. it's like a, a re it's a remake of evil dead you know, part two <laughs> yeah 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 it is, it is the metal well look you're talking to a guy we had a song about evil dead uh on our um on our album that came out in 2019, which funnily enough, I was, I tried to get you to do a backing vocal on, but um, Gloria, I emailed Gloria and I told her the story of when we, when we met last time and, um, and you were saying like, Oh, I play on loads of stuff. You know, I'm just a metal slut. And I was like, well, come and, come and play on our record. Then. And, you, and you were just like laughing going, yeah, yeah, sure. So I emailed Gloria and I was like, you see, he said he would. <laughs> He said he would. Yeah. And Gloria just emailed me back and she was like, that's a really funny story. Uh, he can't, but thanks for emailing. <laughs> he can't. Really well, he's the busiest man in metal, yeah, I say. Yeah, right. You know, maybe in the future we can cook up something. We can oh, make man, part, you, that, part two of that. It was, it was, <coughs> it, was per, it was perfect for you. But I'll, I'll, send you, I'll, I'll send you a link to the old song. But anyway, that's, that's as it was. Um, yeah, it, when I was reading about it, it was like, I just had these visions, you know, you know, you know what it's like if you if you if you read something that's interesting and engaging, you you know, you start picturing it in your mind. And and I was reading about the making, you know, that how you did how you recorded this album and everything. And it really started to create like, you know, those, those images of, of funnily enough, initially the evil dead cabin in the woods. But but also just like, you know, two people away from everything, essentially off the grid in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, and and just creating something from nothing in in the in the harshest of environments where nothing nothing is born out there you know everything dies <laughs> in those temperatures no not even the wi-fi was working good you know <laughs> we had to, we had we had kind of shitty wi-fi uh but it, it, it didn't matter we were committed um to make make something uh, fun because at the end of the day this record to me is all about just the pure enjoyment of playing metal without any bullshit. You know, you take away all the politics, all the drama, and you just 
it's, it's like it's like going back to your 15 year old uh, soul and in a garage you know and just playing for the pure fun of it and i i, I kind of like really click with igor on that and we did everything all the riffs together um program drum machine seeing it and wrote the lyrics so it was uh it was really a lot of uh and then we had a routine of doing that uh listen to music during the day getting inspired by by all the favorite bands discharge celtic frost you know entombed and then jamming and then at nighttime you watch a black and white universal movies, you know, all the horror movies of the 1930s. So that was our routine. And that was, uh, became like, what, a, what an absolutely amazing journey to make this record. It was, I, I, I wanted to, I want to keep making records like this. This is the, was this the right way to make a record? It's, uh, and it sounds like it's like, it's, it's captured a sort of a piece of time, you know, this, this incredible kind of little, you know, sort of time capsule where you kind of just disappeared and made an album, you know, yeah. and, and it's just, it's perfectly self-contained. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear Igor, uh, I, I guess, <clears throat> feeling towards the process, you know, what, yeah. what he felt, what he felt about it, because I think my, me being older and a little bit from another era, and yeah. him coming from a newer era. So um, how was your feeling towards making this record? I'm being the interviewer now. Yeah, I was just thinking, right. I was thinking, Max, you're doing, switch it around. Max, you're, doing a, you, Max <laughs> you're doing a great job. Um, and uh, I apologize. So, um, Igor, I was, I was wondering, um, uh, that's, we've heard Max's, uh, you know, feelings on uh, making the album. What are your feelings on making the album? And the process more than anything. It was tons of fun, for sure. But like, I don't know, at least to me, uh, every every album I approach, I, I like to, I guess, make it an experience, give it an identity, remember it as a time of my life. Um, so this album really, really, really encapsulated all of that, um, you know, from, from everything of the, the pandemic to uh, the, the U.S. election last year, like that influencer record and then the the isolation of being being out in the desert and and. Uh, even us just like growing down and listening to tunes and, and making dinner and, and having breakfast together. And, uh, uh, you know, down to every facet of what went into making this record, it was, it was a lot of fun. And we really approached it um, from a, a space of freedom and, and creativity and fun. Um, we were really open-minded with each other, really like uh, just down to come up with music that we want to jam. Um, and at the end of the day, that's how it was. And I, I do remember the experience very fondly, um, like I remember us just cracking up so many different times, uh, you know, like when the drum machine wasn't doing what we want or, uh, you go for a scream and it's just a sour scream and everybody laughs afterwards. And, uh, you know, like times like that are, are things that uh, people don't know about and they don't get to see and they don't get to be there. But for us, it's, uh, it, it's what you look back on, on the record. So I definitely, I loved it, man. I, I think, uh, I think if we approach uh, writing like that in the future, uh, you know, isolate uh, heat of the, the summer in the desert, uh, lots of heavy metal and punk, I think we could possibly do this again if we try it, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully we won't need another pandemic. Um, That's true. Yeah, yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. we, should, we should do the next one in the winter and go to like Siberia, you know, and, and be like right. <clears throat> the complete opposite. <laughs> but, you know, have the same effect of the of the 
Yeah. The weather. Yeah. The weather yeah. having an effect on the album. <laughs> Definitely. And, and and was it you know when you when you're putting it together, um, are you thinking as far forward as as like you know wow you know you know we're we're definitely going to record this? Did it start out as something just for you guys? Um, because it's it's like given the environment you made it in, um, it's almost like going back to the the garage ethos, you know, and going back to the garage and just having nothing, just music <laughs> and and that's it. Um, does that when when you started at that point, did you did you think, hey, we might end up with an album here, or did you start just playing tunes and it kind of grew from there? I didn't think we had a plan personally. Um, we had the idea to make it extreme. We kind of had an idea where we were going to take our influences and and sound wise, but otherwise we just kind of went for it, just uh, uh, trying to trying to capture some chaotic energy. You know what I mean? Um, you know, but it is definitely uh, it was just an idea, and the pandemic actually gave us the opening um, with no shows and no touring and and, and all that. Yeah, um, we had the we had the freedom to just take our time. Uh, but I would say at the start. We had no idea. We didn't know if the songs were going to be good. We didn't know if it was going to be fun. Uh, we didn't know what a, a label was going to think. You know, it, it was almost in a way going back to uh, like a, like garage band a little bit. You know, it, it, nobody knew about it. We it wasn't something we'd been uh, pushing and advertising. You know, it was totally done in secret, uh, like hermit style. Um, so, you know, it, it, there was no plan really. And, and, uh, it really did start as let's just make tunes, uh, exactly like you said, at least from my standpoint, you know, he, he might have, uh, his own view. <laughs> no, I, I, I really like the hermit style. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hermit uh, metal. It's a new genre. Her, 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 hermit. It. Hermit, hermit metal with a little pinch of grunt. <laughs> yep. Um, you come yeah. out, you forget what society was like, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and that's that was to, to me that was the, the fun of it, man. Because you know, um, I, I started my career in, in extreme metal. You know, like Bastion Devastation, uh, Morbid Vision was way ahead of its time. You know, like uh, those records came out uh, before uh, Death, before Morbid Angel. You know, this this is like the, the very beginning of like I think Venom was out and Hellhammer. Um, <clears throat> so we were right, uh, writing the the like first wave of extreme metal and to to be able to go <clears throat> be involved in so many other areas of metal and come back and do something again like that with my son uh also that that's a huge part of it like like sharing uh you know uh like my tricks you know showing <clears throat> showing the riffs and then he does some amazing riffs and we build that together um and then we work on the lyrics and, and uh, it, it was it was just really, really a pure enjoyment. And of course, when when uh, Gloria got involved, she really pushed it to, you know, she's really good with with the business side of it, the politics, you know, politics. And so she got in touch with Nuclear Blast and they got really behind and they really love the record, which is really cool when your label is behind and making some really cool videos and you know, you've been in a band, you know how it's like, you know, if you, if you get a, if you get a label that gets behind and likes, likes the stuff, there's nothing worse than being a label that don't like your music. Um, <laughs> and, and I was, I was, was AD. we were on Epic Records and they, they were all into the grunge, you know, they all, they wanted Alice in Chains and we were doing Territory, you know, 
and they hate it. <laughs> they hate it. They hate it. It's like I can't play this on the radio. This is this this pretty much like I say this sucks. And we're all like, oh the fuck you. We you know we we like this, you know. Yeah. Um so 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 uh and, and as a fan, I think the, this is the music I, I want to hear. You know, I like Celtic Frost and I like this charge and I want to put them together. And, you know, create a Frankenstein um, thing out of this charge and, and Celtic Frost and all, some of the other influences. So we just, you know, roll with that. But uh, a lot of great uh, influences throughout the whole record, you know. So it was a lot of uh, really, especially on the riff, which is my favorite part of it. I don't I don't like lyrics. I don't never like writing lyrics. Um, so on the riff side was was a joy to sit down with Igor and just jam riffs for hours. It was fantastic. You know, I, I'll I'll do that every day. It's twice on the weekend. <laughs> and how, and and was it the same for you, um, Igor? How was it for you? It was awesome. Um, you know, I, I've been a big fan of the more stoner sludge uh, side of stuff with my other bands uh healing magic you know so it was really cool to finally do something in the in the vein of uh music that i started with because i i you know much much like uh, my dad was saying he started with like discharge and and maybe hellhammer and and that's kind of what influenced them it was the same for me getting into metal uh those were very very influential bands um so the the fact that in a weird way we were generations apart but we had the same love and the same appreciation and could make it the same vision. Even um, I, I thought that was amazing. You know, it, it was super cool to, uh, to show him that the new, the new age and the younger kids do like the, you know, older styles and, and we appreciate the punk rock and metal that came from the eighties. And we, you know, all that us young kids who are playing metal and stuff want is to, have a place to do it and, and just be accepted and not get put down for not being there in the eighties and this and that, you know? So the, like right. I said, it's, it's a, this album is a bridge almost in a way between uh, different generations and uh, in a, in a weird way, once again, uh, what we're writing about uh, on the, on the album, the lyrical content is, is very rooted in like, like punk uh, social type stuff, you know? Um, so the, the fact that we're sort of bridging those is just kind of amazing to me. And, uh, you know, whether it was lyrics or riffs or this or that, it was super cool to come up with extreme music for the first time. Um, because like I said, my other bands are in the more sludgy, uh, groovy, uh, realm. So it was awesome to do something so extreme and, and just blistering. And, and how was it for you writing lyrics? Uh, I like writing lyrics, actually. Um, <laughs> me, me I, I like I like writing in general. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's. I actually I do like it. I I know, you know, and and by all means, if if you're not huge on lyrics, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, art is open in interpretation. But um, I like it. You know, I I actually uh, I'm a big bookworm. I'm a I'm a, a fantasy and horror and sci-fi just nerd. I guess you could say. Cool. Um, so cool. I'm really I'm really big into it. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, I think I think metal and, and horror go hand in hand, you know, and and stuff like that. Um, so I, I like lyrics, you know, and, and getting to talk about um, things that piss me off is even better. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's 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 you know, it's one thing to make angry music. It's another to another thing to to put your words and your your spite and all of that into 
into into you know a focused thing and, and i had a lot of fun with it you know that's awesome because you you know you're gonna you're gonna enjoy the experience of hopefully of somebody coming up to you as well and saying you know you know so and so song it's like yeah you know when you know when i when i heard those words you know they really hit home for me as i'm sure you know it has happened to um to max many times you know, you and you, you've got that to look forward to. <laughs> plus, plus, plus he, uh, oh, thank you. He, you know, he writes uh, books too. You know, Igor is a uh, author of ah right uh, Stephen King type books. I don't know if you like me saying that Stephen King type, but that's fine. That's yeah. the best compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. No. Uh, you're you're working on your third one right now. Uh, yeah, no, actually, I, I self-published uh, two books, one called Killing My Insomnia, uh, another one called Negative Legend. Uh, they're both like supernatural uh, horror cool. mystery type uh, things. Um, yeah, it's just something that I love. It's something that uh, when I got into metal, like I said, horror was a similar thing. Um, and I'm just kind of a bookworm and, and video game nerd and, and stuff like that. So uh, to me, like horror and, and the adventure and stuff like that is like the metal of, of literature. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it, the two hobbies bleed into each other all the time, uh, especially with lyrics and, yeah. And stuff like that. But yeah, no, I'm working on another book. I have tons of ideas. That's pretty much what I do when I'm at home, when I'm not on the tour, when I'm not on the road, I just write pages, uh, diary of a madman style, you know, <laughs> and, uh, it, it, that, it's fun. You know, I, I just like creating, man. If I, there's one thing I can do. I, I just want to leave a huge library and a huge catalog of, of stuff for people to enjoy that, that I came up with. That's my goal. I guess you can say that's, that's, that's an, an admirable goal as well. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that is really cool. That is really cool. So you're, did you, you're, you're immortal then, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, did you write any lyrics together or did you write separately? We did it all together, right? I mean, uh, as far yeah. as I remember, wow. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we had ideas and we would bring them together, but uh, right. ju just like everything else, we just we started with a blank page. I really didn't realize. I, th I you know, I thought it, I, I thought it was like you know this song here and that idea there, but to actually be like working on the lyrics side by side as well as the music, that's just yeah. And, that's, and, uh, and it was great because I'll have I'll have I'll have a line and and you go you know you'd be like ah oh, that's too, that's too cheesy you know it's like I'm you know we're not using that one you know <laughs> it's like okay I gotta dig deeper um which is which is which is cool you know it's it, you know he's not a yes man you know he's uh, he, he he didn't yeah. settle for for anything it was like had to be really powerful really good and uh, and I think that's that's a sign of you trying to make a good record is is when you have those. Uh, those kind of moments, uh, budding heads type moments, you know, and I, I really appreciate that. It was, you know, it, it's like it made me, like I said, I hate writing lyrics. I never liked it. It's, I always did it out of necessity. Um, but when you do, when when something cool comes out of it, I get really pumped, you know, so I, I end up writing some kind of cool chorus, like, yeah, this is great, killer, yeah, you know. But uh, it was it was yeah. it was hard to get to that, <laughs> you know. It was like like a lot of um, pulling and and struggling. But yeah. I, you know, I, 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 just the struggle is what makes it fun. I I, I think you know, and and, and you know, um, we were also making demos and screaming. I, one time I look at Igor, he's doing a scream, and his blood vessels are like just bursting <laughs> out of his forehead. I'm like Jesus Christ. 
We're not even in the studio yet. You know, we're in, this is just yeah. the demo, man. Slow down. <laughs> Got to take it seriously every uh, step, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that was that's that that's that's cool. You know, I hope we get to put some of those demos out maybe next year, or maybe a collector's. Yeah. And, you know, I would love to actually put a cassette, like a real demo. Yeah. On a cassette, on a cassette form, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, it, it's very it's, it's it's the the, the thing you would talk about it to me is really interesting the the generation gap between us so my first riff i learned was heaven and hell which is quite an advanced riff to learn and i think igor one of his first riffs are probably like celtic frost or napalm death right so so something probably like uh into into the crypts of rays yeah two notes so three so, notes or uh, something but great <laughs> yeah, yeah so it's uh it's so cool to 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 know that he appreciates the the roots of where all this this extreme metal comes from you know yeah um but uh there's also a nod to new stuff like getting zach on the band the drummer he plays with Black Curse which is a completely br brutal record like the first time I heard it it was I was like, kind of like, what the fuck is this? This is, <laughs> you know, it was one of those albums, like when you heard Scum for the first time, you just went like, this is the end of music as we know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you get that feeling. Yeah. Uh, so we, me and Igor, we, we love that so much. Like we gotta, we need to get, try to get this guy in the band, you know, like uh, we love the Black Curse the record a lot. And of course, Arthur Risk was involved in the Black Curse. So we got Arthur to mix the record. So that's where that sound, nostalgic sound of feels like it came out in 1987. You know, it's like even yeah. the grind dirt of it, you know, the, the the sounds not being like digitally perfect. It's a little bit fucked up. The drums slow down a little bit. The guitar goes a little faster than the drums. Yeah. Um, that's brilliant, man. It's, it's that's like, yeah, the real thing, you know, humans, humans playing metal, not the, not the machines, not Pro Tools and, and click tracks and shit yeah. like that. Yeah, it was recorded. It was recorded um, off the grid. I'm sorry, it was written off the grid and it was recorded without a grid. Right. Yeah. yeah. Basically, best way to put it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're literally off the grid. <laughs> uh, and it and it but it has that feel as well it has that um and you know organic it's the only word for it it has that feel that um it's something's just yeah, I, I don't know about you but i i love the sound of a band where it sounds like it could go wrong any minute you know what i mean <laughs> when someone, yeah no and of it, course and, you know and it probably did did go wrong a couple of times <laughs> <laughs> it probably did <laughs> Yeah, no, you're you're waiting for one of us to to break a string on the album or yeah. something, you yeah, know. Yeah. It's that it's that natural feeling and, and it's like a train sounding. going off the rails, you know. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. like it's 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 going and it's coming out yeah, of the rails yeah. and you're trying to pull Comes it back though. Yeah, yeah. Ah, you can just you can just imagine the drummer is kind of like holding on, going, like, oh, no, I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah. Right he's, sure I'm he's, yeah. yeah, he's falling off a click. click. <laughs> yeah. ah, yeah. ah, <laughs> save me. <laughs> Falling off a click, you've come up with something yep. there, definitely. Because yeah. if, if, like if you would have pro to and quantitize and um, click track to this record, it would have killed the record. It would have destroyed the soul of the record. Yeah. I totally think that. So in order to capture that 
the feeling of that came out in the late 80s it had to be done like this like we did those records like that you know yeah the early stuff i'm sure you guys didn't really use click tracks on your early stuff you know nope. 18 80, 89 right that's where the well, it was like 80, um, 88 89 yeah i mean you just right. yeah and complete complete with a desk the size of a building <laughs> yeah yeah definitely when you want to do a mix somebody's got it you've got to have three people at three different places in the desk so they can all move, yeah. move the faders yeah. and everything yeah the, the the cool thing about nowadays is kind of like uh, a lot of recordings can be done in in many different places and you don't really even though we went to a real studio for this um <clears throat> i think the the demos the soul of the the, the project was capturing the demo and then in the studio, we just uh, recapture the live feeling, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, we, me and Igor fought hard to maintain that right or organic feeling. So this thing doesn't become <clears throat> like a super digital perfect sound. Like we don't want that, you know. Yeah, it's not for this. Not for yeah, this project. You didn't want somebody to come up and clean up the demo. You wanted somebody to take the demo and make a better quality version of it. That's it. Right. Trip. Yeah, <clears throat> oh, exactly. Yeah. In fact, when we got the mixes back from Arthur, it was incredible because he threw all these crazy delays on my voice that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> and, and some of it was like quite bizarre, like, like crazy, crazy delays, like... <laughs> Right. really cool really cool man really cool i like i love that spontaneity and and i think like oh you metal sometimes uh, people forget about that you know and those are those are subtle details that make the song so cool even the old south you know <laughs> yep yeah that, that's priceless just that you know even if you, you just absolutely. have to do uh, you gotta do a take of yeah yeah a, absolutely and you get a good you get a good ooh and it's like it's going on the record you know uh, it's timeless <laughs> i i think we did like a 20 to 15 minutes of just screams right that arthur me and you just did like screaming in the end of roadkill and uh and that was cool that was a cute madman going up in the vocal booth just screaming nothing but screams it was awesome oh man yeah no we were definitely trying to to push the envelope on on how we were getting sounds and and uh, once again, of keeping it organic and not doing, not redoing a verse a million times, um, getting it within that first or second take yeah. and moving on to the next part. Uh, to me, I, I really wanted to just to capture that exact moment in that playthrough um, of the songs, you know, because that that's that's what a live show is to me. That's what a yeah. band is to me. Yeah. Um, you, you know, when you tour, you are not getting the exact same version every single night. You know, I, I think that should be obvious. Um, so to, to, in a way, capture that on an album is hard, you know, in, in a way you have to, you do have to take steps to, to make it that way and go a little ballistic and, and, uh, push yourself outside of your comfort zone where maybe that scream gets a little sour at the end, but it, it, it's cool. You know, it fits with it. And, uh, maybe you hear my pick uh, scrape the guitar on this riff in the middle of the song. And, um, you know, it, it makes you feel like we're playing, you know, as opposed to this is our music, listen to it, pick it apart. Like we're not going for that. Uh, listen to it and enjoy it and appreciate those imperfections and things like that, um, that we honestly worked hard to get, you know, that's, what's funny. Uh, a lot of people are like, 
oh, they must have not spent time on this. And on the contrary, we actually took a very fine comb to it to make sure it was raw and, and uh, unfiltered and, 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 and all that, you know. So um, I'm glad with how it came out. You know, like he said, Arthur did a great job. Uh, Charles Elliott was there to capture it. And uh, all in all, you know, finished project, the finished product is a really cool thing to, to look at and see and, and hold. You know, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and it, and it's and it, and it's brutal, um, and uh, it, it's also one of um, uh, a record that for me kind of makes you feel like, uh, as a listener, it makes you feel like you're kind of in the room with you guys making it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it, it's it has that kind of. Um, I think the fact that it's so stripped down, you know, you you can it just feels like you're in the room. You know, and you can you can kind of feel the in the intensity and the and the and the work and the love that's gone into it. Yeah, we we did a jam right before the studio, and it was the night that uh, Zach arrived, and he had just driven from Colorado, you know, I mean, like 10, 10, 15 hour drive, and and I thought he was tired. Like, you know, go to sleep, man. You, know, you must be tired. No, no, I want to jam. I'm I'm ready to do this. <laughs> So the three of us went in a room, man, it's pure magic, man. It was just fucking blasting, like sweating, head banging, you know, and and I was thinking, this is what we got to capture. Like, if we can capture this in the studio, we got something, man. We got something. Uh, So, and then that was the the task to to reproduce that in the studio. And I think we did it a a pretty good job. Uh, A lot of the stuff was recorded kind of live it was the three of us in the room playing with yeah. zach um and uh, and like igor said I, I, sometimes to make a, a, those imperfections i think sometimes it's harder than if you're trying to make a perfect a perfect sounding uh, thing it's, it's it's i don't know it's a little bit of a mind fuck yeah uh yeah. you know how how are you gonna make it something in, imperfect uh, it's it's difficult it's hard but <laughs> I, I I think we did all right. I mean, you know, there's definitely a feeling I get. It's kind of hard to explain, but when I listen to this record, it, it feels like I'm going back in time, and this thing just came out in 1987, and, and it was like, fuck yeah, it's one of those records, like Repulsion or Scum. You know, it's like they had this. It's abrasive. It's brutal. It's it's caveman, um, full of energy and and uh, with lyrics. What's pissing you off today? This. Let's go. <laughs> let's go scream about it. You know. Let's do it. Let's. Yeah. Let's let it all out. You know. And I think that's really cool because in the end, a lot of the songs are. They're not really like about political parties, but really about human rights, about our human human feelings. You know, we are humans. Definitely. We want to be treated the way we treat people. Um, so you know, those things pisses you off, and you want to talk about that. You know, like the last video, Roadkill. Had statistics about home, home, homeless people. Yes, yeah, and yeah. it's it's it was it's quite brutal when you read those statistics. You know, it's like oh, yeah, it, uh, I, you know, I made a I made a I was talking to a friend. It's like if every billionaire in the world just did a, gave a little bit of their greedy money, a lot of this problem would have been reduced. You know, but uh, in the end, of greedy pricks. You know, and and that's you know that's like what uh, the the problem continues, you know. But I like the fact that we are shining a light on the subject and make people yeah. thinking. That's something that metal does very good. It's it's it, it, 
it, it, it's fun and, and everything, but sometimes you gotta you gotta think too. You know, it makes makes you think about the stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think metal has become more socially aware over the years as well. You know, um, I think, I, and to be honest, I think it started with thrash. But bearing yeah. in mind, yeah, with, but without being preachy, you know, because you don't want yeah. that. Because because that's yeah. uh, that's that's when it becomes like you're preaching, man. You know, like so you you need to. It's a fine line. You you gotta find like a like a like a real. Uh, kind of way to do it and i think we found really cool ways to do it with this record that uh, highlights that but um i really like the power of it and i remember when we did the first uh that became the first track was truckload full of bodies you know it's like i love the title i love the name it's like it's a perfect yeah. it's a perfect name for right now it can only come right now and it's it's cool because in 10, 20 years from now, we're always going to remember that title track. We'll, we'll always be connected to the pandemic. Yeah. You know? So, uh, which was a shit thing that we had to go through. Um, yeah. But it was, it's cool that we put it on a stamp and we put it on a record, you know, so it's it's there forever. You know, it's going to be there. So it's uh, it's quite cool. Yeah, that's that's kind of like your, um, uh, it, that's your kind of like pa- pandemic stamp there. It's like, you know, this is what's going on in the world at the moment. Um, so, uh, Igor, I'm 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 interested to um, to talk to you about lyrics because obviously, um, you know, Max was saying there that you you know, ultimately, you know, you're the author, you're the guy, you're the, you know you're the you're the guy with the words. Um, so, were you were you you were working together, but did you find yourself kind of being editor as well? Was that just? Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, once again, the, the, the whole construction of this band was natural. Everything fell into place because that's how it worked. Um, so, yeah, the lyrics were, were similar. You know, I, I definitely uh, took a fine comb to it. Uh, you know, I, uh, it's big to me to not overuse words and to um, be able to use my vocabulary to, to portray something in a, you know, portray something similar with different words without it becoming repetitive and stuff like that. Um, and then as of actual, uh, content and stuff, yeah, you know, um, as he pointed out, uh, like it, it's not so much political as it is about human rights and equality and things like that. Yeah. Um, like, like I told one, one interview I was doing, somebody asked me something similar and, um, I, I just told him, I was like, if people getting killed by the police is politics to you, <laughs> then I guess that's the way it is. Yeah. But to me, it's about the police killing people, plain and simple, you know? Um, so, you know, and it, it, it is, a, uh, as he mentioned, you know, my dad mentioned as well, you, you don't want to get preachy. You don't want to get into telling people how to live and, and this and that, but on the, on the same hand, I do agree that awareness needs to be brought to these things so that we can exist in harmony and in unity and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it, it was amazing as it was to come up with this music and to, to work on it and to crack up and have fun. Uh, like we did, but the simple fact that it might like open people's eyes to situations um, like the ice detention centers that Ice Cage is about, um, you know, or Punisher, which is about uh, public shootings and stuff like that. Um, if it opens up even one person's eyes, then it was worth it to me um, to write about that, you know, and, and it, it does suck that sometimes it gets misconstrued and mixed up and people get upset about it. And 
Uh, maybe there's a police officer that really, really loves Max Cavalera and feels different about it now, but all we're trying to do is make the world a better place. So if you, if you look into the interviews and you talk to us as people and you, you, you get to actually know us, you'll know that the, the death and the destruction is only portrayed so that there might be a chance of uh, avoiding those catastrophes or at least handling them better, um, yeah. helping each other, things like that, you know? So that, that was really important to me uh, when it came to writing lyrics. Because uh, to me, like Napalm Death and, and Doom and, and bands like that, uh, especially the, the English, like I'm rocking right now, English dogs, you know, like I, I love the bands that bands that bring that social awareness to, to the surface is awesome to me. Um, so when it came time to do this, I was like, let's go that route. Let's be like terrorizer. Let's be like napalm death. Um, and, and, and just put that middle finger up to these things that we're pissed off about. And, uh, you know, we share these ideology ideologies, you know, he's my dad. Uh, you know, it's not out of the question for political things and in, in, in world views and in human views and things like that to get passed. Um, so, you know, it was, it was funny that a lot of things we wrote about were, were genuinely things we both cared about. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about how you vote. It's about how you feel. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now that's really cool. And, and, and again, you know, obviously, um, that kind of sort of unfiltered sort of, um, approach lyrically suits the music perfectly as well, because it's like, you know, brutal music meets brutal subject, you know, subject matters, um, gives birth to this kind of like, you know, this brutal baby that you've given us all. Um, <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, it, it is a death because just uh, it's an outlet, man. You know, of yes. uh, ag aggression. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, from the outside, people might think uh, that we are being uh, negative, but not really. We're actually just showcasing all these wrongs of society you know yeah. um that, that we maybe uh um you know, like like uh yeah like like other bands have done before us like doom police bastard you know that's such a such a cool name you know it's a, it's, you know yeah. um and and then you get you get napalm that uh you know from enslavement to obliteration. I love that title. It's, it's such a cool title, you know. Um, makes you think, you know. Makes you, makes you. Um, but uh, and that's that was more of Igor. Igor was really good with words, and I was like, he really loved that. I was really into the riffs, man. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that, was, that was my thing on this record. Just, just, just jams, you know. That just getting grind down and dirty with the with the guitar and going for an extreme guitar tone um that's my fun that's like i totally totally enjoy making this record as a pure enjoyment and a certain amount and a certain level of freedom that you don't that, that you don't have when you're making a you know full-on this is part of an x album deal you know, and you've got to produce something for the label. And as much as you want to be creatively free, you can't ever be as free as you were to record this. It's like nobody even know we were making the record. You know, that's 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 the real freedom. It's freedom. Like we're, we're like we're hermit, like Igor said, we're hermits in a yeah. cave, hermit metal. You know, yeah. in the desert got... with the with the evil dead book on the side. You know, so <laughs> um, I loved it. I loved it. You know, it's it's great and. 
<clears throat> no pressure of the label. You need a, we need a hit single. We need a hit song. <laughs> None yeah. of that, man. No. You know, <laughs> yeah, they didn't, they didn't even know they were getting an album, so they can't complain right. about singles. Right. Yeah, and uh, you know, it, <laughs> and and once you take that pressure away, it just becomes just about the fun of making an extreme record, which is a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun to just dwell into that, in that world of of caveman riffs and blast beats <laughs> and double basses and heavy parts and oh so good but it, I'm, it, yeah i'm such a fan of metal it's it's crazy but, well you were saying you know it felt like 1988 again and i think i think this is something you know it's music is the soundtrack to our lives it's you know it, it it's true you know music can can make you travel in time you can go suddenly feel like a teenager again because of something you hear that triggers something from a you know a particular time of your life, um, and I can exactly. well believe you know I can well believe you being in that room, sweating, just <laughs> just going like no this is it this is this is this is pure this is the pure experience right here this is what we need to try and somehow capture. Exactly, and, and we, you know it was like. Um, done in, in such a in a pure way like that that is is really um uh, gratifying like i said like that jam we did that jam the night before uh the studio with the, with the three of us dripping pure yeah. sweat you know and it's like uh it's priceless priceless you know especially the because you all bought you had all the anger balled up from the pandemic from the you know the the, the apocalypse so it's like fucking oh just gotta get it out you know and it came out in yeah. term of, in a form of, of music which is great man great and uh, i love it it's uh which is gonna be uh will lead to the next thing with touring and I, I love this thing to go on the road and and uh that was be gonna to be my next show. question yeah yeah so so hopefully we can make that happen you know that would be really cool yeah I, I agree i think this album needs to be played live um to me as, as, as a kid who didn't get to be around in the 80s and 90s when, when shows were, um, you know, like, like legendary bands that I love nowadays were, were young and up and coming, um, you know, going back and watching it is amazing. But to be able to create something that gives me that same energy as a young, uh, you know, younger person is, is great, you know. And I think in a way, um, you know, I think I think trends are in cycles and things like that. And I think extreme music is kind of on the rise right now. And yeah, um, I, I think in 2040, people are going to look at the 2020s and be like, wow, look at all this uh, music that was fueled by the pandemic and the election and the police brutality and, and all this stuff. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome. And, and this brings up like the, the generational bridge once again of for, for you guys, you hear this record and you were, you think of when you were younger or whatever, you know, yeah. uh, first starting your bands and stuff. And um, I know deep in my heart that 20 years from now, I'll think of that as this for me, you know, and um, it, it's just, it's, it's awesome to, to carry the torch and to uh, keep that spirit alive and, and keep it going. Um, Cause you know, we do hear it, you know, we, we are here, you know, there are young people into, into metal, you know? Yeah. Um, not not everybody follows the trends and stuff we all try to you know there there is still love for it you know and we try to show it and support it and uh 
you know, I think this album is, is once again, going to be a great way to bring older crowds and, and, and young heads together, you know, and, and get everybody uh, on the same page, you know, whether you're metal or punk or grind or, or whatever, you can enjoy this record and you're, you're welcome at our show, you know? So yeah. I think once we play it live and we get to, to bring it to people, it, it's going to be a, a whole different monster then, you know, and I'm, I'm excited for that day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I, 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 I think definitely. And I don't know about, I don't know about you, Max, but um, I'm not thinking festivals. I'm thinking sweaty clubs. <laughs> oh yeah. This, this record is, is, it smells like a dearly dirty club. Yep. You can smell the beer on the floor. <laughs> you, 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 you smell the, the, the puke yeah. beer stain, stain uh, walls of the venue. Um, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I, I don't I don't know man it's it's so perfect for that uh you're right you're totally right I, of course we, if we're invited to a, to a festival we we go ruin that too but uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> but mostly the the underground club is where you want to experience go ahead and die you come to this show yeah uh, I dare yeah. I dare you to come to this show and uh, it's like Sounds like a Gigi Allen advertising, but it's not that bad. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but, go ahead and die, go on between two, like you know, two really kind of middle of the road acts, you know, yeah, <laughs> no, one in the middle and completely, <laughs> completely, ruined. yeah, uh, it's, it's gonna be fun, regardless of, of, of what, uh, what, but I think uh, it's the, the cool thing, uh. Is we we uh, it, it, it is part of more of an underground kind of thing, you know. And there's a, a I think a big, uh, cool underground movement uh, going on in the world right now with a lot of really good metal bands from everywhere, you know. Um, like Igor was saying, extreme metal seems to be on the rise, and uh, and you know it's 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 funny because the older you get. The stuff that was heavy is not heavy anymore. So, um, yeah. you know, it is, yeah. it's what Iron Maiden it ain't heavy for me anymore. You know, and I, I know, I know. I listen, yeah. I listen to early Celtic Frost, and I, I still love early Celtic Frost. But I'm thinking, it's, it's not heavy like anymore. It's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You compare that to the Black Curse record, and you'll be like, Celtic Frost is, just sounds like a like a not like a pop band, but <laughs> but uh, you know, sounds way more polished you know i mean i i i, I joke the other day i say i think roots would be elevator music in in 30 40 <laughs> years from now you know hopefully i'm dead i'm not around to see that that disgrace um, <laughs> yeah i agree uh, but but uh you know um it is funny too that you you get older and the stuff is not it's not as heavy anymore and also i think the ear the, the people ears are more used to heavier stuff yeah um so I think it's easier to understand records like the Go Ahead and Die record. I think uh, it's easier to, you listen to it, you, you exactly immerse yourself in it. Um, and, and right away, you know what you're in for it, you know? So um, all in all, uh, it's just gonna be fun. And, and it's, it's a really cool, um, unique father and son uh, type thing that I don't think there's another one of, of, of this, father and son projects out there um, uh, so so other other fathers out there listening if you have a kid you know make a band you know <laughs> I, I don't know i think you'll find julio um uh julio and hector inglesias they did a single together so you know 
<laughs> I'll look it up. We're good. Yeah, we we gotta look it up. But uh, yeah, man, you know it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Came out of nowhere, um, yeah. and it is awesome. what a what a blast uh, to do it. And uh, um, I can't wait to, to to bring this to the road. I think it'll be a lot of fun and get uh, probably gonna have to like learn a couple of cover songs because the album's not long enough for a. An hour show. <laughs> oh yeah, cover uh, songs, man. That'd be and and you and suffer. Be able, you, yeah. yeah, you can pick from like we we, we we can play ten you suffers in a row, and that's like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. About, two a minutes. Minute. <laughs> <laughs> about a minute. About a minute. Um, well, um, uh, look, guys, it's been it's been awesome. Thank you so much for for giving me so much time. I really do appreciate it. Um, Max, just to let you know that I um, I host the official Motorhead podcast, which is called the Motorcast. Um, so I'm hoping to get you on there at some point. It's 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 done by the label. Um, I just present it, but um, hopefully, want to get you on there to talk about your your motorhead and lemmy experience oh, over the years. we can talk we can talk lemmy for hours uh yeah I, I, I figured I, I figured when your name came in the mix i was like that'll be a long episode yeah <laughs> that can be that can be a long one uh but yeah for sure just hit me up man i'm ready Will to do, do it Will do. and uh, and and thank you man this this was awesome really Absolutely, fun conversation it great it was great fun igor thank you so much for your time really appreciate you mate Definitely. And, um, if you yeah could, um i i will you know we'll i'll plug it i'll put some links in the podcast to your um uh to your novels as well um and um and keep on going man i've always felt personally yeah. i've always felt like a uh, a writer who can sing as opposed to a singer who can write so words are you know very important to me uh yeah and uh you know really appreciate what you do and um it's going to be it's going to be awesome to see how this album goes down man thanks thanks you yeah Oh, thank you too, man. Thanks. It was a pleasure, Howard. It was a lot of fun for sure. Cool. Glad you, have fun. you You too, pops. Good talking. Thanks for having us. Take, <laughs> Take care, guys. Yep. Take care. Bye. Later. Bye. Bye. How much fun was that? Hey. I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed doing it and it was genuinely fun and it was lovely to hear that from the guys afterwards that they that they'd enjoyed it um, and if I'm sounding a bit funny and I might do I don't know I, I, I have while you were listening to that I've been to the dentist and spent um, about an hour working on one tooth so at the moment, I've got to tell you, I'm in a pretty weird place. I've got an aching jaw. I've got um, a numb face. So my uh, pronunciation might be a bit weird. But anyway, um, yeah, that was that was really cool. I hope you enjoyed it. I loved doing it. Um, and, and suffice to say, Max and I had a chat about... Um, uh, about him coming on the motorcast and I'm sure we're going to try and make that happen as well so there's a little bit of preview for you there hey um so yeah that was a really that's a bizarre way to finish the podcast but you know what with the way my mouth is at the moment I'm going to make an absolute fool of myself um uh, if this goes on much longer so um I am just going to thank you all for listening and I'm all, I tell you what though I am going to tell you to do your homework I am going to tell you for goodness sake Blood in the Water, Flotsam and Jetsam. If you've never liked any Flotsam and Jetsam, try this album. If you've liked, if you've thought that their more recent stuff isn't as good as their old stuff, try the new album. Uh, just try the new album. 
uh, it is great. It really is. It's fantastic. There's songwriting, there's thrash, there's speed, there's choruses, there's everything you'd want from a good metal album, not just a good thrash album, a good metal album. Um, so, look, guys, the, the interviews will keep coming. Hopefully, so will your support. Please do tell everybody that you know about the Talking Bollocks podcast. Get them to... to download to subscribe to join in and yourselves all over social media feel free to join in anytime you like you that feel free sounded sounded a bit like um uh, daffy duck as i'm losing control of my lips which is a bit weird all right there you go that's that's you've got an idea of what <laughs> i'm gonna listen back to this and go that was a terrible idea so any, anyway from um from me in um, no dental pain not at the moment not until the anesthetic wears off but um it's it's been a pleasure guys <laughs> i'll catch you next month cheers <laughs>